Welcome to the Maritime Vision Podcast. In each episode, we bring you exclusive interviews with maritime professionals, industry experts, and ambitious students who are making waves in the field. Our guests come from different backgrounds, including shipping, yachting, supply chain, offshore, and more. Our goal is to motivate and empower individuals by giving them the knowledge and resources they need to succeed in the maritime world. Hello everyone, welcome back to a new podcast episode and today in this episode uh, we are with uh, Kenneth. Welcome Kenneth, it's a pleasure for me to have you today and uh, your background is very interesting because you have different kind of experiences in the maritime industry. You worked in a startups uh, field, then you worked uh, in sales in the maritime industry, so it's very interesting. So I will ask you many questions regarding your background, your experiences. Uh, and firstly, I would like to ask you uh, this normal question, which is, can you present yourself and talk about your background, please, Kenneth? I'm really very happy to be here. Um, my name is Kenneth. I am originally uh, from Nigeria. I uh, came here for my master's degree program two years ago uh, in Hoge School, Rotterdam, um, shipping and transport, um, which I already completed, and then I'm now working. I've done quite a few things. Uh, a lot of things, if you want to say it like that. Uh, yeah, I originally started with chemical engineering. Uh, that was my first degree. And after that, I um, did my uh, internship at uh, ExxonMobil. And then finally, I graduated. I uh, started working. I started off in, in logistics, um, first of all, supply chain distribution kind of things uh, in Guinness. And uh, after that, other opportunities came. I uh, went to uh, material planning, things like that. Also, uh, yeah, at some point, I also traveled outside of Nigeria, went to Malaysia, uh, did some import-export uh, business for myself. And after that, I came back to Nigeria, worked also in the port. And uh, yeah, during, during the business, because I was doing a lot of importations, uh, I mean, from from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia to uh, to uh, Nigeria, Benin Republic, Ghana. Uh, those we are those uh, are the places where I was sending my uh, my my goods. And yeah, during those times, I noticed uh, a lot of issues with um, uh, importation in 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 those West African countries. Um, there were lots of delays, lots of uh, yeah inconsistencies, uh, low performance. So yeah, so that is where my, I would say, I would think that that's where my interest in maritime started. So I was like, why is things very slow? Why is it not going well? And uh, things like that. I mean, uh, I was thinking about this unconsciously. But anyway, uh, after the business, I did it for about four to five years. And then I came back to uh, Nigeria, uh, worked a little bit as a freight forwarder. You know, and then I needed more knowledge, you know, in the whole freight forwarding thing. And also the whole uh, trying to, you know, find ways to make importations to be very simple. You know, so, and because I needed to find solutions to this problem, and I also needed to know more. And yeah, that's how I ended up coming to study here for my master's degree. Uh, and yeah, this is where you have the biggest ports in, in Europe. So I think this is one of the best places to, 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 to do a master degree program. And so that's how I came here. So now we are that's in the Netherlands. So in yeah, Rotterdam. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, exactly. Here in Rotterdam. So, and uh, that's how I ended up here in Rotterdam. I started my master degree, um, finished it while I was doing it. I also did an internship in uh, Port SL. So I was an inside sales um, personnel. Um, yeah, we can go into that a bit later because it's a whole Yeah, thing. we will talk about your experience with Boeing. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. So after my internship, I uh, finished my school, started working now in uh, Radio Holland, uh, mm. which is also um, a ship servicing company. So uh, that's what I am doing now. And uh, yeah, that's about me. It's cool. It's great. So you you already mentioned about. Uh, so why did you start in the maritime industry? Why did you choose actually the maritime industry? You said because it was quite slow in your country in Nigeria, and you wanted yeah. to make it more faster. You wanted to you know to improve the the, the industry. Yeah. Um. For me, I, I would say that. Uh. For me, going into the maritime was more of, more of uh finding solutions to problems. You know, that's how I. Became interested in in maritime, and yeah, maritime is also something that because a, a lot, almost everything that we use, yeah, comes through the sea. You know, uh, especially in Africa and in Nigeria, where you have a lot of importations, there there are uh, low productions and more yeah. importations. So a lot of things we use over there come from abroad. You know, so uh, yeah, apart from Africa, it's also very it's also very necessary in almost every country in the world. You need to import food, you need to import uh, petrol, gasoline, things like that, you know. So so finding solutions to this, you know, very important part of life uh, is something that brought me into maritime. So I wanted to find solutions, in, find solutions to the problem of uh, low performance in the, in the ports, you know, um, slow, clearance of goods and the customer uh, sorry customs issues in Nigeria will have a lot of customs uh, issues so yeah so I went into the maritime just as a result of trying to find solutions to okay. issues in maritime okay nice nice very interesting so you that's why uh, you are now working in a big company in the Netherlands uh, yes. but first I want to ask you your first uh, so you work for Port Excel so yeah. can you describe a little bit what is your daily task and maybe introduce the company to my audience, please? Yeah, yeah. Um, Port SL is a company here in Rotterdam. Uh, it's the first uh, innovation accelerator in the world. Um, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed my time in Port SL. I miss the people there. I still have my friends uh, among them. It's a place where I really, really uh, will not forget. It's um, what I did over there. I mean, what the company does is they, like I said, it's an, it's an, it's an innovation accelerator. So when, when they see innovations, they uh, try to make these innovations to become a, uh, a business, you know, mm -hmm. not a business for themselves, but business for their partners, you know. So Portacel is, in, is, is, in the, is, is arranged in this way. Portacel is like an agent, you know, Portacel is in the middle. So Portacel knows people who have innovations, people who have wonderful uh, solutions, wonderful technologies. So Portacel know these people. Of course, they are always startups and uh, scale-ups. So Portacel know these people and Portacel also knows some very big shots, like uh, very big companies like uh, Portacel, uh, we, we call them our strategic partners. So Portacel has like Port of Rotterdam, City of Rotterdam, Shell, uh, 
Boscalis, mm -hmm. Vanod, uh, Damen, you know, very, very big, um, yeah, maritime companies, or uh, very, very big um, uh, oil companies, and yeah, very, very strategic companies. So, Portacel helps these very big companies to find solutions to some of their operational problems, you know, so, and these operational problems need yeah, better technology, needs uh, um, a way to, to reduce uh, use of petrol and use of power and things like that. So, Portacel uh, brings this ecosystem of uh, solution providers and, uh, yeah, solution uh, needers, if I should call it like that, people who need, uh, co companies who need solutions. So, and then they form an ecosystem, they um, get into contracts, they get into discussions, and then, um, yeah, they sign these contracts and they start business. So that's mm. what Forestel does. So for me, my daily task is to look out for these um, startups and scale-ups. I go in... Uh, there are so many databases with uh, startups and scale-ups. I go into those databases every day. I go there to talk to them. Hey, we have uh, this kind of ecosystem in uh, in Rotterdam. Well, will you like to be part of us? This is what it takes. Um, yeah, sometimes, most of the time, they come back to you, say, oh, we are very interested. Uh, because, of course, they have nothing to lose. They just mm. get into millions and thousands of contracts with these very big companies. And then, um, yeah. That's uh, so they are really very interested in those kind of things, and uh, so that's what I do. And then, if I talk to them and they're interested, then they tell me more about their technology, they tell me what level of development is their technology, and then I go back to these our strategic partners, the very big companies, and tell them, Hey, do you want to listen to these guys? They are really very good, I think they are doing an amazing job, and this and that, and then. If the both parties are really interested and then they, yeah, they think there's something in, in needs for them, then I, I bring them together and um, yeah. So that's uh, in summary what I do, and that's also in summary what uh, Port SL is is all about. Okay, very interesting because uh, accelerator, uh, yes, it's always about uh, helping startups to grow and to become, uh, you know, to make real business. Uh, on yeah. the, the particularity of Excel, it's like specialized on the maritime industry or a supply chain? Yeah, I, I, uh, it's, it's very uh, specific about the maritime industry, okay. you know, but you have to also understand that the, 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 the maritime industry or the ports is, is also an ecosystem of different kind of businesses, you know, in the ports, uh, around the port, you also have like, um, uh, uh, like oil servicing companies, you know, mm. you, you also have like uh, uh, logistics companies. You also have like freight forwarders, you know, like mm. Pascalis, who is a very big part of uh, this ecosystem. They are like an offshore uh, company, you know, also okay. Vanot, they, they're also like an offshore company, you know, so it's, it's, it's maritime, but it's specific, specifically interested in maritime activities, but like I said, maritime is also it's a bit a bit wide. Yes, supply chain, yeah. offshore, everything related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. It's, it's, Oil and gas uh, and things like that. Exactly. So and like Damen, Damen, so, Damen is a uh, is a shipbuilding company. Even at the company the company that I'm working right now, we have a very uh, serious 
business. Diamond is a very uh, big uh, business partner to, to the company where I'm working right now, and they are a ship uh, building company. So that's not really um, they don't they are not really they don't really have an office in the in the port, for example. But yeah, they are also in this ecosystem. So it's 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 a bit wide but it's all related to maritime to ports to shipping to uh, things like that okay so what is oh, do you select uh, i mean startups what is the criteria uh, yeah 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 normally uh, we have a, like um last last year when i was still doing my internship we had our focus our focus was uh, decarbonization so we were looking out for mm. Uh, uh, startups and scale-ups who um, had solutions to issues, you know, sustainability-related issues, decarbonization-related issues. You know, if you have a technology that, for example, helps uh, this company to to do their operations with lesser fuel, then uh, this is what we are looking for. You know, okay. I remember we had um, a startup from the USA. What they do is no matter what uh, what um, energy you are using, maybe it could be gas, maybe it could be petrol, maybe it could be battery, whatever mm. uh, energy source you have, their technology um, is designed to 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 help you to use um, only half of that energy. So, if, for example, if you're using petrol, when you put their technology. If you're using like one, uh, let's say, 10 liters of petrol to do this part, this specific job, with their technology, it's gonna have uh, the 10 liters. So you use only five liters. You know, mm. you're also using uh, gas. The same thing. If you're using battery, so the 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 energy coming from the battery is goes uh, becomes just half. You know, so okay. things like that. You know, so there are um, wide different kinds of uh, technology but the idea was that those technology those technology uh have to have very specific impacts with regards to reducing uh, reducing um decarbonization so that was the whole idea last year okay. when i was with them so every year there is a, a new theme uh for for there, there's a new focus so, so last year was decarbonization I, I don't know what it is this year because i'm not with them anymore and then two years ago they also had another focus so that's uh so we select um startups and scale-ups depending uh, on this uh focus okay interesting so uh, it's not only in the netherlands it's in the world i mean you're yeah absolutely okay. we so... uh we, it's, it's worldwide from wherever we can find a startup a scale-up who is interested and who has a very interesting technology okay just bring them from wherever so 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 what about the startups industry in the netherlands for the maritime industry is it big is it uh, not as big as other neighbor countries um it's 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 big here it's it's also very very important here in the netherlands yeah i uh because i think when we were also when i was working with them we had some startups, not startups, sorry, but uh, some other uh, innovation accelerator, innovation accelerators that we are interested in working with us. Like I remember we had one in uh, Italy. Mm. We also had one in uh, Denmark. 
So they were, mm. they were, they also wanted to grow. They also wanted to become as big as we, we, we were, or we are. I think they are still, they are still big. So, so I think it's, it's big here, but not, it's not just about being big. It's also very, very important part of the technological development of uh, the workforce here in the Netherlands. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So the, the ecosystem is quite, uh, actually is quite big in Europe on the, Did you did you uh, find some companies in Africa, for example? Uh, uh, we uh, yes, we didn't select them because, of course, uh, we, there are different uh, stages to the whole thing, and there are different processes uh, how we do it. So we can also first of all start with uh, talk, talking to 500 companies. From that 500, we mm -hmm. select like uh, 300. From 300, we'll uh, talk to them again. They get to the next stage, and then we. We'll, bring them down to 150 and then from that 150 we we'll let we we'll let those big companies like our strategic partners we we'll let them talk to them and then from there we we'll reduce them so there are different stages uh before you get into mm. the ecosystem so we we have okay. companies from south africa from namibia uh who we talked to and who we thought uh at first we, we were like oh this technology is very good but when we brought in our strategic partners and uh, they said oh this is not really something in them This is not really something uh, they are really interested in at this point. And you also have to remember that these companies, these startups, they they, they have different levels of development, you know? So mm. development uh, level that their, their technology is at a particular time may not match the operations of these other very big companies, you understand? So they okay. are depending on uh, this, this uh, criteria. But yes, we had uh, people we spoke to from uh, from Africa. Okay, on what kind of um, resources and support uh, do you provide for for Excel provides uh, to the to these startups? For Excel is 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 an accelerator, of course, innovation accelerator. So we we do our best to see that these startups and scale-ups, they grow, they become as international as possible. They become, you know, we, we, we help them to see that the whole world or yeah, the companies that we work with, we, we, we help them to see that these companies know that such technologies exist. Mm. And so we do that by bringing a lot of support, you know? So that's what I just want to make clear that there are lots of support. First of all, we, we bring them um, here to um, to Rotterdam. They stay like three weeks here. Within that three weeks, uh, they are always welcome to the office. They want to, so we have like a yeah um, um, space for them to work anytime they anytime they want. Uh, we also organize road shows. We also organize a high profile dinners. We also mm. um, do some marketing and uh, pitch make pitch making um uh, trainings you know so because when we bring them to these our strategic partners we want them to be able to present their technologies very well you know so we do all kind of training for them we let them understand that you need to uh, sell yourself and sell your products this way things like mm. that so and apart from that there is also like a loan given to them because like i said they are coming from uh, different parts of the world To, to, the, to Rotterdam to stay for like three weeks, you know? I mean, they, they, they keep coming, but there's this particular three weeks, I think it's always in, around December, uh, towards 
towards the end of the year, sorry. So they, they leave whatever they are doing in their specific, in their respective countries. They come to Rotterdam to stay for like three weeks. So okay. we provide a fund to them. They take a loan from us, um, which they are supposed to pay back, I think, uh, three years or something after their first yeah. contract. Okay, you know? so you have internal... So, yeah, there are so... Yeah, yeah. So there's different kinds of uh, support that uh, we give them as as uh, Port SL. But yes, Port SL really does does its best to see that these startups and scale-ups uh, grow. And I uh, I also want to say that one of the biggest challenges of startups and scale-ups uh, is is sustainability. I mean, mm. remain floating, it's remaining, uh, keeping the business floating for one year, two years, three years, five years, 10 years. It's not always easy because they're always in need of funds. They're always uh, struggling. They're always, you know, trying to let, uh, they're always trying to bring in their technology to the market, you know, which is always not easy because of competition, because mm. of uh, international regulations, regional uh, regulations and things like that. So one of the uh, very good thing that we try to do is to try to help them find ways to see that they, they float, they keep the business going as long as possible, you know, and then from then they can, uh, if they are startups, then they can go up to scale up and scale up company. And if, if, they are, if it's a scale up company, then it can grow to become a, a, even a very bigger company with 20, 30, 40, 50 um, employees. So, Okay. Those yes. are the kind of things that we try to do, and then we try to do it in such a way that it really keeps the business going as long as possible. Okay, very interesting. So I think you sent many th uh, good informations about uh, your first experience. Now I know that you work for uh, your sales. Uh, what is already your position in Radio Holland? Uh, Radio Holland, I am a sales service engineer self-service engineer so okay so can you describe a little bit about this uh this job this role is uh like i said i'm a sales service engineer um i talk every day i talk to uh vessel managers i talk to uh vessel superintendents i talk to um, vessel owners and yeah different people in that group to to uh to plan and schedule uh, services on their vessels, you know, so, okay. so it can be, it can be any kind of, uh, service. It could be, uh, because normally in the vessels, there are very mandatory, um, services that you need to do at least once a year, you know, like the radio, uh, annual survey, the VDR, APT, the gyro, things like that. So, yeah, so that is that's in, so that that's something else. But apart from that, yeah, the ship can is just like a car, right? It can develop a fault at any point in time. Uh, something is not working. The egg disk mm -hmm. is not working. The uh, you need to work look at uh, Elrit. You need to uh, look at AIS and things like that. So there are so many things that could that could not be working. The radars, you know. So. Um, so that's what I do. I talk to them or they call me, they contact me, they send me emails and say, oh, can you schedule um, our, our vessel is coming to the port of Rotterdam or like for me, I, I also cover um, Belgium, Antwerp. So they can also say our vessel is coming to Antwerp, our vessel is coming to uh, Ghent or wherever or it's going to Amsterdam. 
and uh, we would like to look at this, we would like to perform this annual survey, we would like to do this and that, and then, yeah, I look at it, I look at our schedule as a company and look at the schedules of our engineers and tell them that, okay, at so-so dates, uh, there's an available engineer, got, I will make a quotation right away, send them, a, send them the quotation, and then they look at the quotation most of the time, they already know um, the, the price ranges. So, and then they say, okay, yeah, we confirm. And then uh, my job is almost done. I push it to the next team and then the next team starts the planning. And then, yeah, at the end of the day, the engineer goes on board, uh, performs the service, and then uh, the customer is happy. Okay, nice. So my Wi-Fi was my Wi-Fi was not very strong, so I missed a little bit what you said, but uh, it's not a problem because it's a backup saving. But uh, I wanted to just ask you, what uh, can you present a little bit Radio Hollande, like the, the company? Because people who listen to the podcast maybe they don't know the, the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, Radio Hollande is uh, is a Dutch company. Uh, I mean, it's Radio Hollande. So people who don't know, when they hear radio, they think it's like, um, what do you call it? Like uh, radio, uh, the normal radios, you uh, know? Uh, on the yeah. car, yeah, for yeah, people, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so uh, sometimes we also get get calls from people to say, oh, they have issues. They have, uh, what do you call it? They have like a request for like a radio station, you know? So, but we are not a radio station. Uh, we are something else. We are a vessel, um, ship, or what do you call it? Seagoing. Sea uh vessels servicing company you know mm. so we just work on the ship and uh um solve some of their problems so that's uh that's what radio holland does so it's originally uh it's still a dutch company and uh, we have a lot of uh offices all over the world in uh, antwerp in the uk in uh, egypt in south africa in france um in, yeah norway yeah so many places yeah, yeah. You know? It's really a very, a very big company in uh, Dubai also. So, yeah, and that's that we do. That's we do the same thing everywhere. And of course, like every company, like I said, we are a ship servicing company. So, but there are other um, other things that that um, that relates to servicing the vessel. You know, so it's um, it's 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 a bit complicated if you don't know. But yeah, if we go into it, then it's gonna take a very long time. But yeah, that's what we do as a company. Okay, so your position is quite technical uh, because even if you work in sales, you still need to know how it works. The because it's always about navigational equip equipments. You need to know how it yeah. works, satellite, etc. How did you learn yeah. everything? Yeah, uh, you're very correct. It's uh, very, very, very technical because. Um, yeah, the, 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 the vessel managers, they just call you and they just start talking about the radar, about yeah. uh, this, about AIS, about the radios, about VHF, MF, so many things. They can just uh, come up with anything. So you really need to have an idea of what, what they are asking you, you know? So, uh, because if you don't even have an idea, then you cannot know what solutions could be, you know? Mm. So it's not just about sales, but it's also there's also a technical engineering part of it, you know? So, um, how did I learn? Um, I, I went, uh, to, uh, a very short, uh, but also comprehensive training, you know, but it's, it's a, it's a kind of job that you need to learn, uh, on the job, you know, it's, uh, 
as you do it every day they come up with almost the same issues uh every now yeah. and then and then there are so it's, it's only when i started working in this company that I, I realized that so many vessels come to come to rotterdam you know like uncountable you know so they come these vessels they come uh they come with the same issues or related issues that are related to one another then you can always put this uh, one and one together or one and two together and then you know like oh this mm. is what it should be and uh, like i said i am i just talk to them and see what the problem is or what the problem could be and then i, and then I make a quotation and send the quotation to them so uh the engineer goes on board you know so uh, before the engineer okay. goes on board yeah before the engineer goes on board the vessel to perform the service he's also informed of what the issues are you know so your engineer also makes recommendations of some of the things to add on the quotation you know and uh things like okay. that so we all work together as a team okay. and then this, we see that the services are very well performed nice on what kind of issue you can have uh, you work on most of time um uh, like i was saying earlier things that um you can always find uh, things like uh, the, the the annual uh, surveys there are uh, some surveys mm. that you have to perform every vessel has to perform uh, at least once a year and this this is uh, um, yeah it could be navigational it could also be communications uh, the communications one is like a radio radio communication and this communication is is, is more like it's 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 like when when you are because these vessels they go on the high sea right so when yeah. they're on the high sea they are away from the rest of the world you know they are not reachable and things like that so if I, if an emergency happens then how how do we know where they are and how do we contact them or how do we contact or how do they contact uh, people so how do they yeah. contact yeah the, the 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 rest of the world so that's what the radio survey is is mostly i mean it's more than that but it's that's a basic explanation of it so uh, every year they have to make sure that this uh, equipment work so that if they are if they have an emergency if the vessel is sinking if uh, the vessel is on fire things like that they can easily push like a distress button okay. you know, so we have to make sure every year that this distress button is working we have to make sure that the radio communication like there's there's a direct link direct uh, link between themselves and uh, yeah whoever they need to contact in the, in in the cases of emergencies so that kind of thing is something that is very common they do it every year and there's also like a gyro uh overhaul and mm. that's the gyro is uh, like a compass you know like it uh, directs the ship where the ship needs to go and things like that so things like that needs to be done once a year and like the radar you know the radar sees objects that are uh close to the vessel uh depending on uh, how many meters away and things like that so those are things mm. that are really 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 common okay very interesting so radio holland it's um for example it won't be about engine on, on board the ship it's uh, not about the crew it's only about uh, like navigational equipments yeah mostly navigational okay. and communications equipment okay very interesting okay so um so can you describe a little bit your daily what is a day uh, as a sales uh, agent with uh, with the radio radio Holland? yeah uh it's uh because it's sales and it's also uh, technical yeah so the, the, there are 
different days, uh, you, you have uh, different scenarios on different days. Some days it's all very chill, everything is going on well as planned, um, it's all nice, you're just talking to the customer and they are sounding very happy and then it keeps going. Some other days it's complicated, you know, mm. you are trying to find solutions to this particular problem but it's not uh, working, you know. So, but anyway, my daily, my, my day looks like uh, this. I come to the office. I um, because normally when when the when the vessels send this request, we have like an inbox. It's it's yeah. like an email. You know, they send an email. We have like a service dot rotterdam at radioholland.com. So they send their issues to this email, and then it it come into our inbox. So when I come, I just look at the inbox. There are so many requests, so many problems, and then with myself and our, my colleagues, we just take those requests one after the other, and then they say, oh, we are coming to rotterdam on uh 20th of august and we want to perform a radio survey uh egg this um and there's also another one they have to do every year that's a vd it's called vdr um so yeah we need to do this we are coming on 20th uh, august then i look at our schedules because we also have like um uh, engineer schedule you know so we look at that schedule and see like on 20th do I have like a radio engineer that is available on 20th? Do I have like a VDR person who can do mm. a VDR survey, a VDR uh, APT? Uh, yeah, that's how it's called on 20th. And if I see that it's possible, because normally when these vessels come, there is like um, uh, ET, uh, what do you call it? ETA, ETD, like uh, estimated time of arrival. So estimated time of arrival is 20, but sometimes it comes 22nd, sometimes it comes 21, sometimes it comes 19, depending on uh, a lot of things. It's always mm. delaying or coming a bit earlier. So, yeah, but we just work on whatever dates they think they will arrive, you know, so we just work on that. And then normally they also send us a, a vessels agent. So we also call the vessels agents like a day or two before and ask the agent, hey, what time is this vessel arriving? You can also see there's, there are also some tools online that you can use to to see the vessels. Um, yeah, marine perhaps. traffic, this kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, there's another one, AIS and things like that. So there are yeah. different tools that you can just use. And then, so if we see that the vessel is supposed to arrive on twentieth, but it's not in the in the it's it's not birthed yet, we can call the agent and say, hey, what's going on? This vessel we are supposed to attend to this vessel on so so dates, when is the vessel birthed? You know, the, the agents, when, if they already know, then most times they are the ones who have the right information, you know? So some, we don't need to ask the mm. ship owner or the ship managers. We call the agent, agents know. And then uh, the agent tell us, oh, it's supposed to uh, birth tomorrow at, um, normally they also tell you the time, you know? Okay, then we work with that, and then we schedule an. So I, I schedule an engineer. Um, I can also just schedule in the engineer in the system. Also make a quotation and then send to the customer. And then after a day or two, then they confirm. Okay, we see the quotations. So it's okay, and uh, we send our confirmation. And then that's it. So I push it to the next team. So the next team does the preparation. Uh, lets the engineer know. Let uh, make sure that. Um, uh, the spare spares because sometimes the engineers have to go on board with some spare parts, mm. you know. So this team, this other team, make sure that those spare parts are available, and uh, yeah. So that's what my day looks like. And after this issue, 
when I push it to the next, to that next team, then I take up another ticket or another issue. And then I also look at it and also do almost oh, okay. the same. Yeah. And sometimes okay. on very uh, bad days, not bad, but on the very uh, challenging days, uh, the ticket, the, the, the other team pushes, pushes it back to me. Hey, um, the vessel is not coming uh, as planned or hey, the, the customer says, because when I push it to them, I can't really see it. I can't follow up the conversation anymore. I don't see it anymore. It's now mm. in their inbox, something like that. Sometimes they come back or oh, the, the, the vessel wants also to do so, so thin uh, again. So I have to make a new quotation. Uh, the vessel, uh, yeah, they can just come up with any other thing and then it pushes it back to me. You know, or sometimes the the, the, the the service is performed, but they are still having the same problem. You know, so they, they, they say, oh, now we are moving from Rotterdam because the, the vessel keeps moving, right? So they say, oh, we are moving from now from Rotterdam to Antwerp or from Rotterdam to uh, Amsterdam or from Rotterdam to France, something like that. So I have to look for, I have to contact our team in France or in uh, Antwerp and to let them know that you have an engineer who can attend on this vessel for this so, so, so problem. If we mm. don't have, and I have to also look for a subcontractor. I have to look for another uh, vessel servicing company to, okay. to attend. So it's a bit, uh, it's like a tennis, table tennis. So I play it there and then it comes back and then I play it there and it comes back until it mm. uh, finally performed. But something important to know, uh, it's always uh, fixed problems. You you are not providing like new equipments for ships. It's only about uh, f fixing problems. We do, we do, we do. Uh, Radio Holland uh, also, uh, uh, we, we have different teams. We have a project team, you know. Oh, okay. and, uh, so these mm. project teams, when when the, the a new vessel is built, so this project team goes to these new vessels and installs new equipment from Radio Holland. You okay. know? So we, are, we actually have our own uh, product and we install this product. Okay, very interesting. So I want to ask you the last question of the the the, the episode because it's almost uh, time. So can you give uh, advice to someone who wants to work in sales in the maritime industry? Which um, advice can you give? Sales generally is very interesting because it depends on uh, what you like and what you are capable of doing. But sales is very interesting because you have to talk to the customer um every time every now and then you also have to be very uh you have to be very good with communications you have to uh yeah so if you uh if you think it's something that you are good at or something that you can learn how to do and you can do it well you are really very very welcome i think it's very interesting because like i say you talk to customers you see what their problems are and you you go out of your way to find solutions and then mm. when when the solutions are found then you're happy the customer is happy and then you're happy you feel good you know so it's really a very interesting um, uh, sector if i should mm. say and then sales in maritime is it's even more interesting because the vessels they need to keep going every hour every minute if not it's, it's very expensive to run a vessel you know mm. so if it's not working 24 hours if it's not working every now and then then they are all they are very very angry they are unhappy they are they are just not yeah. comfortable. So if you can provide solutions to them uh, speedily when they need it, then you're gonna really be very, very. Uh, you're gonna be gonna be friends with them. You know, they're gonna be very happy with you. So 
it's 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 very interesting to get into uh sales in the maritime maritime has different uh sections yeah. you know so it depends on what you really think you can do if sales is not your thing but you want to work in the maritime you want to see vessels you want to work on the ship you want to plan uh you want to plan uh like what do you call it freight forwarding import export kind of things yeah so operations right, yeah. yeah it's very wide so it depends on really what you like to do but i think uh it's very open for everybody and i think uh and, and i really hope that more people can come into it okay nice thank you very much kenneth thank you for this uh valuable uh tips on yeah you 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 bring me a lot of value in this episode uh, I wanted to say thank you again, uh, and uh, I wish you all the best in uh, your adventure with Radio Land, and uh, we see you around in Rotterdam, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would really like to see you around, and thank you very much, and uh, lots of luck uh, with your podcast. Thank you. Bye bye. Have a nice yeah. day. Bye bye. Thank you for listening and watching this episode. We are looking forward to bring you more inspiring stories for maritime professionals, experts, and students. Do not hesitate to leave a review on Apple Podcast and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Your support means a lot to us, and it greatly helps in our continuous growth. We committed to bringing you more exciting episodes with passionate guests.